Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast, and want to wish everyone a happy new year as we approach the end of 2020. In the beginning of 2021, I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier. Today, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and goals and going to really explore the connection between the two and most importantly, what you can do in order to create a New Year's resolution that you can fulfill and most importantly, add meaning into your recovery from addiction. With the new year often comes, you know, slogans like a new me and what that new me is. Well, that is definitely different for all of us. New Year's is a time of the year when we get the idea to set a resolution, you know, and think about how many of us have set a New Year's resolution for 2021. I'm sure a lot of people, based on what I've seen with like social media postings, are just waiting for 2020 to end because, you know, quote unquote, that was not the year I planned on having. I'm sure a lot of people will say that what happened in 2020 derailed a lot of their plans to change or accomplish some goals. But this isn't anything new with setting a resolution for the new year, you know, and while traditions and motivations for these resolutions do change, the practice of making a New Year's resolution remains the same. So one of the things you ask is what exactly is a New Year's resolution? How do we define it? The idea behind a New Year's resolution is to continue like a good practice, changed an undesired behavior or trait, you know, accomplish a personal goal or otherwise find a way to improve one's life at the start of the year and carrying it on till the end of the year. Before we dive into New Year's resolutions in particular, let's discuss and explore the connection to like substance use, addiction, recovery, you know, why talk about it. And looking at the definition of you know, a good practice, a change, you know, of an undesired trait or behavior, accomplishing a personal goal or otherwise improve one's life, that all sounds pretty good, you know, for someone who is trying to stop using alcohol or drugs, someone who is maybe trying to reduce the amount of use, someone trying to maintain their abstinence and recovery from addiction, who could really argue that adopting a good practice, changing a desired undesired trait or behavior reaching a goal or improving your life wouldn't be a good thing, right? So right off the bat, that sounds like that could be a helpful tool or something to add to our plans. There is a very strong connection with goals and substance use and in recovery and really in treatment. You know, when it comes to goals and treatment planning, when I am with someone in a treatment setting or I'm counseling someone, you know, we create treatment goals. We review progress with how someone is doing with those treatment goals. We create new goals after accomplishing previously set ones. We monitor and track, you know, the progress with these goals. And we look at the outcomes when a person is discharged. So throughout treatment, one of the main things we do, and depending on, you know, where you go and, what the policies and regulations are, you know, sometimes that treatment planning is day one, you know, sometimes that treatment planning is session two that you may have. So, but that is always, you know, an established part of counseling and treatment is what is the plan? What are we looking to accomplish and work towards? And then from there on out, you know, 
How are we going to do that? What steps are going to be taken? So goals and treatment planning, there's a ton of that that goes on in counseling and in addiction treatment. There's also a lot of goals between counseling sessions. And I, I can admit I'm a big fan of goals between counseling and therapy sessions. You know, one of the things I ask really is what are you going to do between now and, and when you see me or talk to me again? And normally, depending on that situation, I try and work with my client or patient on trying to identify like one or two goals. You know, sometimes if there is a large or intense goal, the focus might be just on that one. But I always find it important and helpful for a client or patient to be working on something specific between this session and the next time they see me. And often that could be next week, it could be bi-weekly or maybe monthly, but that is a short amount of time to be working on some goals as opposed to saying, all right, well, let's see, let's set this at the beginning of the year and let's see where you are with your goals at the end of the year. No, I really, you know, shorten that up to what are you going to do between now and when you see me again? Depending on when that is, we look at what those could be. And sometimes that could be as short as, hey, between now and next week, you know, maybe it's attend a meeting or next, you know, between you see me now and in two weeks, won't you journal every day? Things that are small, short-term goals. So with treatment and with counseling and with therapy, goals is a big part of what we do to try and help people accomplish what they want, what they are here to do, what they are trying to accomplish. Goals becomes that that pathway of how we help people to do that. So then we try and tie into this New Year's resolution and this traditional, you know, holiday where we look at what we want to do between this this whole year from start to finish. And in, in looking at it, one of the common New Year's resolutions I found, there's a, a listing of top 10 is I'm gonna read them for you but number one eat healthier two exercise more three save money or spend less four learn something new five quit smoking six read more seven change jobs eight drink less and we're gonna talk about that more in a future episode I I, I know we are you know the idea of setting drinking less that it that is such a common resolution and interesting as to why you know, why start at the new year? Why not start sooner? So we're going to dive into that in a future episode. Um, number nine, spend more time with family and friends. And 10, get organized. When you look at those resolutions, there's nothing really wrong with them. You know, all of those, even working towards and accomplishing one of them, would have the potential to benefit someone in their recovery or just life in general. One important question you know, to ask is how likely are people to succeed with their New Year's resolutions? And I've been looking at some information, some statistics, and there's some studies that I found that have shown that only 8% of Americans who make a New Year's resolution actually keep them all year round. And 80% have failed by the start of February. That 80% sounds a lot like the 90% or 9 out of 10 you often hear with relapse rates for recovery from substance use. So from the get-go, looking at the statistics of how how often 
someone, you know, sets a New Year's resolution and then all of a sudden, what is their success rate at it? That's concerning. I I can admit I'm somewhat biased towards this because I I worked at a gym for over 15 years, you know, when I was younger and then when I was going to college and, and for a long time I worked in a gym and we would always see this this hike or like this spike in gym memberships, you know, like right before, you know, when January is coming around and, and people were coming in during the time of the year and it was really busy. And then all of a sudden, you know, February, end of February, you would start to see it sort of fizzle out. And that's not something new. I think a lot of, you know, gyms would indicate that that's something that they see as well. So I can admit that there's a little bias on seeing that you know new year new me new fit type thing and really once again it's not that the idea or the resolution or the goal is necessarily wrong or it's it's a bad thing but it's the the reality of so many people not succeeding with it gets me to think that we need to do something different and that's really the point of this podcast episode is talk about how can we make this more successful Before we dive in, there's some other interesting statistics from a 2014 report. It said 35% of participants who failed their New Year's resolutions admitted they had unrealistic goals. 33% of participants didn't keep track of their progress. 23% forgot about them. And about 1 in 10 respondents claimed that they made too many resolutions. So when you look at those things, unrealistic goals, didn't keep track, forgot about them, and made too many. We're going to address all those problems with what I'm looking at as like my New Year's solutions. How do you work on fixing that so we don't run into the same problem? And here's where this started. This really happened back in 2018. And I was never someone to really do New Year's resolutions. There was... There were things that I, you know, for some reason just didn't see myself either doing it or finding the right motivation for it. So what happened was three years ago, I decided to do the fight for air climb that's put on by the American Lung Association. And I did it for three years previously. And the event or goal is to walk up the U.S. Bank building in downtown Milwaukee. In 2000. 18, I was going to do the ultra climb, which is to see how many times you go up the stairs in a one hour time frame. And in preparation for this, and the event was always in March. So I decided that from January until then, I was not going to take any elevators where I was. At the time being, I was living on a third floor of uh, my condo. And with the basement parking, there's actually four floors. The only time I would use an elevator was if I had too much stuff to carry, like groceries or luggage or something. But other than that, no matter where I went, if the if there were stairs were available, I would take them. So whether that be like work, if that was errands where people live, if that was appointments I had to go to, you know, this became a daily thing. So every day... I set out with the intention of walking upstairs and not taking elevators. This became a daily habit and a goal. And I completed the event and I went up six times, um, which was some ridiculous amount of floors. And by the end, I really hadn't decided what I was going to do. 
But after completing the event, I decided I wanted to continue to do that for the rest of the year. So every day, my goal was to take the stairs instead of using any elevator. Now, if I set out that goal just doing that stair climb event, it would have been done right then there in March. And if I set a goal out of working out my legs or being able to climb faster, that could have also gotten out to a quick start and then you know, probably would have fizzled once the event was over. Not bad or even like a wrong goal, but making change is something different. I learned something extremely important about doing daily goals from this challenge and event. So, you know, in 2018, I set the goal of, you know, walking up and down stairs and not using elevators. The entire year went by and I followed through. I remember my cousin, a good friend of mine, lived in a seventh floor apartment in Milwaukee. And sure enough, when they would take the elevator up, I would be walking up those stairs. So I did that for an entire year. And sooner or later, it just became habit that, you know, I don't take the elevators. I just naturally go take stairs where I am. So in 2019, I really wanted to try and expand on a New Year's resolution. So I have not taken any kind of Spanish or language lessons since freshman year of high school. It's been quite a while. And I was always interested in learning Spanish again and and going, and I went back and forth with taking a course or signing up for like one of those language classes but with everything going on, it was hard to figure out how to fit that in with everything else I was doing. So, you know, in my mind, it was how could I work on learning Spanish every day? So I decided to download Duolingo app and every day I worked on a Spanish lesson. So imagine if I would have taken a course for a month or maybe two months and stopped there. Instead, it was a focus on doing Spanish lessons every single year. And now here we are in 2020. Because I wanted to continue with the Spanish, I still do that Duolingo every day. Currently, I'm on a... uh, Let's see what today is. Today is day 548 of my streak. So I continued with Spanish as well as even adding on another one. So for 2020... I decided I want to keep up with the Spanish, keep doing it every day, but I wanted to build on one as well. So one of the things that I decided to do was read the Bible an entire year. Now, I could have read the Bible and spent hours, you know, reading large amounts of it and finishing it like in a decent amount of time. However, I thought it would be more important and beneficial to read it every single day and by the end of the year have the entire thing read. And that's what I've been doing for 2020. I download an app that provides a planner for like tracking and reading the Bible every single day throughout the year. So then what about 2021? You know, so I'm a couple days away. I'll finish my Bible reading and Spanish. I just plan on continuing to do. So that will be like my third year now of really just continuous daily Spanish lessons. So 2021, that is established, but I also want to build off the reading the Bible in a year. So this year, I'm going to focus on completing a prayer journal. So I've already purchased a journal that I'm going to write down at least one prayer every single day. But besides that, I decided that drawing is something that I love doing, and it's really easy to let it get pushed to the side. You know, there are certain times where I 
will commit to drawing will I'll say, well, I, I have time for it now, or I've got nothing else to do so I can do it. But I never really prioritized, you know, drawing regularly. So I decided that this is something that I love doing and I want to commit to this more often. So for this year, I'm going to do a drawing every day. Sounds a little daunting. Like, what does that mean to, to draw just every day? But my brother, a few years ago, got me a, a Christmas present that was a small size drawing book. And it's actually called 642 Tiny Things to Draw. And it is something that I can carry with me and it won't take a lot of time to draw, you know, something tiny every day. So if I can follow through with these, by the end of 2021, I will have completed 365 drawings and 365 prayers. Now, let's tie in what these goals have in common with one of the important formulas that is used for creating successful goals. You may have heard this before. It's an acronym that's used in businesses. We actually use it with treatment goals quite often, but it's an acronym known as SMART, and it's used in helping with professional and personal goals. And the letters stand for S is specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, R is realistic, and T is time-bound. So we use these criteria when we create plans and goals for someone in treatment and recovery. What's really important is notice how the daily goal for a year helps achieve all those all at once. So let's take one of the ones I did in, in the past for a New Year's resolution. With learning Spanish, it was specific. My New Year's resolution was to learn Spanish. But we got to make that more specific. So part of it was a daily goal was to complete a Spanish lesson daily. Complete a lesson daily. I was able to measure it by the use of the app because it tracked my daily streak of completing lessons. It was attainable. Yes, it was challenging, but doing a lesson every day was something I could do. It didn't take a lot of time. It wasn't something that was too much for me to do. What it required, I believe, was enough. So now, you know, trying to squeeze in a class or a course in a fast amount of time and say I learned a language might not have been a real obtainable goal. So next, when it came to being realistic, it was something that I could honestly say to myself that I could commit to, and I had the motivation to do it. It's something that you want to do every day. And last, when it came to being time-bound, it was always just one day. You know, for today, I need to do my Spanish lesson. Now, this would be repeated for an entire year, but the focus and, and having that time-bound portion of it and doing it today made it more realistic and attainable as opposed to thinking of doing it for an entire year you know first of all no wonder why so many resolutions fall out so quickly because we think about doing it for an entire year and if we struggle with it and then all of a sudden we think that we can't make it through but for here this ties in one of the most important lessons that we talk about in recovery from substance use is one day at a time just today you know, do it today. Don't worry about doing it the rest of your life. Focus on accomplishing and doing it today. So when you look at some of those common New Year's resolutions, they are too general. They're not specific enough. I mean, when we revisit them, you know, let's look at them again. Eat healthier, exercise more, save money or spend less, 
learn something new, quit smoking, read more, change jobs, drink less, spend more time with family and friends, and get organized. So when you look at those, a question that pops up right away in my mind is like, what do those mean? How do you measure that? What is healthier? What is more? What is less? Like, what is new? You know, all of a sudden, like, change jobs. If you get a new job mid-January, does that mean your resolution is completed for the entire year? Reading more, does that mean one more book? Does that mean, you know, one more page? Like, what does that mean when it comes to those type of, you know, just very general statements? And, you know, the daily goal really makes it concrete and specific, and it also makes it a lot less daunting. So setting a daily goal to accomplish for one year allows the SMART criteria to really fall into place nicely. The great thing about having a daily goal in relation to a New Year's resolution overall is that when you miss a day, the next focus is to make sure you do it the following day. Yeah, there was a time, a couple times when I would miss a day of Spanish, but the next thing to do was make sure I did my lesson the following day. You know, that's right back on track. There were days when I forgot or missed reading the Bible, so the goal was to then make sure to do it the next day. I would even read a little bit of extra because of missing. Now, this doesn't happen very often. It would be very rare. But when you think of it in relation to a New Year's resolution, how often have we missed something or didn't accomplish our goal and then kind of threw in the towel? We kind of gave up on it. This prevents us from getting caught in that all-or-nothing thinking and remember, if you've, if you've listened to my podcast episodes previously, I'm a big advocate for addressing that all-or-nothing thinking. And I believe in this case, in relation to this, it ruins a lot of our goals and resolutions. You know, so here's something to really to think about is too often we are looking at the top of a staircase instead of focusing on looking at the steps that are right in front of us. And there was this picture on social media I found that showed the importance of these smaller everyday steps. And there's two ladders next to one another. On the ladder to the left, there's a bunch of small steps, and the figure representing the person is almost to the top. And on the right is a ladder with longer steps, and the figure representing the person is at the bottom having a hard time really being unable to reach it. If you work on a daily goal, you are more likely to get to the top at the end of the year as opposed to setting out the unrealistic goals from the beginning. You know, once again, that comes from that a lot of people report having unrealistic goals, not keeping track, forgetting about them, and having too many. That puts you at that spot where you are at the bottom not being able to make progress. But someone who does a small goal, a small step every day gets further and further along. And if we want to avoid falling into the same old trap of New Year's resolutions where we identify one and it falls off by the end of February, we need to do something different. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein is, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results so let's do something different 
And I'm noticing these as some people are posting them already where you'll, and it's great to see, you know, people having ideas for what they want to do for resolutions, you know, what they want to do, but you, I can see them and notice where, like, how is that going to play out? What that's going to look like. I saw one the other day where someone said they just want to be more kind. Well, what does that look like? You know, how are you going to do that? Does that mean you're more kind one more time? than you were before does that mean in a situation where you find yourself not being kind you recognize it and you are kind you know for that person I would say make a daily goal for being kind you know what is you know maybe doing a loving kindness meditation every day you know that would be a couple minutes every single day that would be like a practice of being more kind or maybe every day it would be to make a gesture of kindness every day. You know, what would that look like? But you could do it every day. Creating it in a daily goal makes it a lot more likely to succeed. I really believe that. I don't think that for the last, you know, three years, I've been able to really do those things if it wasn't going to be for doing them every day. You know, I probably would have taken a Spanish class or a course, kind of got through it, got done with it, and then probably kind of left it too, like kind of let it be. If I just chose to read the Bible, I probably would have read through it, gotten done with it, you know, you know, let's say even two or three months, and then put it aside and do what with it? You know, so now... Those goals not only have been accomplished, but you've also seen they have now grown. They can sustain themselves even to another year. Now I'm able to do a couple of them because they have become so habitual because it was a daily goal and not just something to say, you know, oh, I did this and now I'm done. So let's do something different so what do you do and let's focus on keeping it simple and I only need two tips in order to do that so by the end of 2021 you can identify a daily goal accomplish it every day and be standing at the top of the ladder and by doing so you will probably achieve that good practice you know changing an undesired trait or behavior accomplish you know a goal that you initially wanted to do and otherwise just overall improve your quality of life so here's what we need to do is every day you should be doing one task that supports your recovery so what can you do that is going to help your recovery so if this is reading meditation maybe some breathing exercises, maybe some physical exercises. But what's a daily goal that you can work on for an entire year that would enhance or strengthen your recovery? Number two is make sure it fits that SMART criteria. And the best way to do this is by turning this goal into something you can do daily. If it's reading or meditation, do a daily reading meditation. You can purchase a small handheld book that will probably take less than a minute to read. This is a, a 
patient of mine who was struggling a lot with support and, you know, kind of how she was viewing herself and really her mindset with her recovery. This was one of the things that we identified a while ago was reading a daily meditation every single day. Read this. If it is a breathing exercise, you can look up a, a daily five minute breathing routine to just do daily five minutes a day focus on breathing if it's physical exercise think of something like doing 20 push-ups every day if you can do more that's great that's more than you would need to if not just stick with that identified amount remember one of mine was just to simply walk upstairs instead of taking the elevator and by then it got to be where just taking the stairs was a habitual routine of mine where I didn't really have to think so much of it as a goal, but that became a habit that became a part of my routine. So when you think of what you want to do every day, make sure it fits that criteria. Make sure it's that it's got that specific measurable, attainable, realistic and time bound. You know, I'm going to post that photo I found of the two ladders on my social media accounts as a healthy reminder. So remember, you know, check out the podcast on Instagram at Talking Addiction and Recovery on Facebook page of Talking Addiction Recovery Podcast and on Twitter at TalkAR underscore podcast. It's amazing how far you can get when you take small steps. And when you do something every day and commit to it, you begin to see how it becomes more of a habit and a change in behavior instead of just a simple goal to check off and say, I did it. You know, imagine if some of the things you wanted to do or said you were going to do was something you ended up doing every day for an entire year. Those small steps can take you to some amazing places and accomplishments that could have a lasting impact on your recovery from addiction. So what will your goal be? What will you be doing every day? I'd love to find out. Look for further social media posts for a chance to share what your daily goal is. Let's welcome the new year with a focus of doing something every day that could benefit ourselves and also those around us. Thank you for listening. Have a happy new year. Stay safe, and I hope you learned something.